So are you guys looking for the perfect gift for a child or a newborn in your life? Well, with My First Years, you can purchase baby clothing, toys, accessories, and so much more, all with comp... <laughs> all with the complimentary. I can never say that word. All with the complimentary. Complimentary. Yeah, it's free, yeah. basically. Yes. Okay, I'm just going to say free. It's with the free option. With the free option to personalize any child's name on the item. Yeah. So that's awesome. You free. did that for a non-existent baby. I did do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, not a non-existent baby, but the baby's name was different. Yeah. And then you had a bunch of personalized exists. stuff. He just yeah. got a different name than <laughs> what I thought I was going to name him. But it happens. Listen... But if you do need that perfect gift for any child in your life, My First Years is your go-to for any event, birthday, baby shower, even just Christmas, or maybe just get it for no event. Yeah, just get them a gift. Just get a baby They're present. Being a good, good, you know, like a cute baby yeah, present. It's good, it's good vibes. It's a baby day. Right. I like that. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I gotta find a baby first. Who's yeah. a baby? Huh? I gotta find a baby to gift. My my sister has a baby. Okay, let's gift her. Okay. Um, did you know the royal kids have my? Uh, First years in their closet. Really? Do you think that they're going to have to send over more stuff because she's got another baby? That's like the best endorsement. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, Kate Middleton. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what babies uh, are wearing hello. our stuff. <laughs> the royal family wears our yeah. stuff. And now it's like, I'm going to put that on the card to your sister's kid. Right. Like, only Consider for yourself you and royals. blessed. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. From the queen's mouth to my... Card. Baby's ears. Yeah, I keep spitting today. That's yeah. fine. I think it's because my face is still swollen from my laser. Ah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I think it really, it, it really is. Um, but yeah, Prince George and Princess Charlotte have my first years in their closet, and I'm sure they're going to get more for the new one on the way. So right now, for a limited time, get 10% off your first order using promo code Brandy on their website at US. That mean us. Yeah, US. I mean, U.S. Mm-hmm. dot my first, it's a letter, I mean, the number one. Yes. My first years dot com. That's U.S. dot my one st. <laughs> st. One st. One st. My first, first uh, years dot com. You say it now because I can't say it good. U.S. dot my first years dot com. That's U.S. dot my one st dot com. And the promo code is? Brandy. <laughs> you can do all my ads. <laughs> Do you know what this is? It's stimulating, mind-expanding, the in thing. It's the hula hoop of the jet generation. Podcast1.com presents celebs, pop culture, fashion. No one gets to tell me not to curse. Oh, and some of that, too. This is Brandy Glanville, unfiltered. Now, here's Brandy Glanville. Good, actually not so good morning, Well, How are you? Uh, as okay as I can be, I suppose. Yeah. Um, we should say we're talking about the massacre in Vegas. Yeah. This is, Over, we're recording this on Monday and it's yeah, Friday. Yeah. It just happened for us today. Um, woke up to a phone call and it was DJ and he's like, weren't Eddie and Leanne you know, in Vegas? Because she performs there all the time. Mm-hmm. And they said, I said, I think so. And he's like, this is the biggest you know, massacre in U.S. history. Occurred at a country um, concert yesterday in Vegas and I freaked out. And I got a hold of Eddie, and they weren't there, luckily. Um, but the video that I've watched this morning is mm-hmm. so disturbing. Oh, it's horrible. The sound is just What a f- I mean, who – this guy shot out two windows. He was shooting from two different areas. He had a suite or something, they said. Mm-hmm. So he was making sure to cover more than one area. Right. Like, that's fucked up. Yeah. 
Like you're you're really fucked up. Yeah, it takes a certain kind of person, I think, to everything that they know about him thus far. Other than I've been watching it all morning. I get I get this. I didn't want to drop my kids to school. I was mm-hmm. like, I just wanted to keep them with me. I just yeah. uh, I feel like everyone's like, you can't let this affect you. You know, you can't let them win. But it has to affect us. Yeah. Yeah, at, otherwise at a, the national conversation right. isn't going to change. We just we just had this with Ariana Grande. That you know, this is not stopping. Mm-hmm. It's getting it's getting worse actually. Right. So we have to change the conversation and figure. I mean, I don't. You could not have stopped this. Mm-hmm. I thought about it over and over again. This guy drove. He put the suitcases, you know, the guns in a suitcase. He drove from where he lived, which mm-hmm. is not far from right. Vegas. Right. So it's not like he was going through airport security. Yeah. He checked into a hotel. He asked for the closest um, thing to the music venue. He went up. It's not when you walk into a hotel, they don't check your suitcases. Yeah, people were saying like, "Oh, somehow he got past hotel security with all these guns." And I'm like, "Do they what? open up your bags?" Right, Never. they don't. They Never. don't. You walk in with yeah. your roller bag, whether it's got clothes in it or yeah. guns in it. Right. They don't check you. Yeah. I mean, that you would never get into the hotel if that was the case. Right. Um. And so he went upstairs. I mean, like, I, I said, "Well, the windows are open," and, and most places in Vegas, you don't have balcony windows don't open. And then my kids are like, he probably shot it out. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, it, it's just going over this in my head. There's no way that we could have policed this. Right. Unless, and I thought about this on the way here, any open arena that's a sports arena or a music arena, anything that you have a view of that, obvious, I think there should be bulletproof glass if you can have a view of that. Mm-hmm. I know they make it because my boyfriend has a glass company mm-hmm. and he told me. They put it at Steve Wynn's office, so mm-hmm. I know it exists. Ah. It's just very expensive. Yeah. And then, who needs a who needs a, a semiotic assault rifle in this country? Uh, nobody. Well, yeah, right. What are nobody. you going to use it for other than something like this? Right. And the conversation always turns to gun control. I think as it should, and obviously there's people on both sides of it making all kinds of arguments. And the thing that I've always had a difficult thing understanding is why, for the home. People right. need access to, like, military-grade stuff. You don't. And I remember hearing – I used to work in radio, and it was, like, after Sandy Hook, all the conversations. And these guys, like, on Fox News and stuff, like, trying to justify They're like, well, it's for hunting. And I was yeah, like, I heard that, too. What, are you going to just destroy the My deer, animal? just eviscerate it? It's, yeah, that's it's not, not a sport. I right. mean, it's not even – It's not a challenge. It's, and it's not humane right. in any way. Even if you're, like – listen, I know people that hunt. I don't – I personally wouldn't do it. Yeah. But they enjoy it. It I mean, can I'm be fine a sport. I don't like but it. you but... don't need – you don't need an almost machine gun to hunt. No. And it, that's what it sounded like. I mean, to me. It was. Yeah. I mean, it was con- like constant gunfire that oh just didn't stop. Oh, my God. And then the poor people were videotaping with their phones and not knowing if the guy's on the ground, there's more than one person, where the bullets are coming from. Oh, yeah. Couldn't imagine what I would do in that situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, people, you know, laying on top of people to try to protect them, all kinds of different stuff. And it's the kind of thing where, like, just get hit by hurricanes, like, left and right, and then something like this. It's it's a crazy world right now, and we do have to – I called my dad just to check. I, you know when something tragic happens? I always check in with my family, mm-hmm. and I was like, everyone's okay. We didn't know anyone there, right? I mean, not, not that I'm not – like, obviously feel horrible for everyone that went through this, but I just checked my immediate family. And my dad and I got into a conversation. I said, you know, right now – I. <laughs> It became a, like a Trump debate. It wasn't yeah, good. It's always it, it always wasn't a good Trump debate. Um, and so then we had to get off the phone because we were going to kill each other. Yeah. Um, and my missing three nails. I know you saw that, but I didn't see that actually. No, I'm going at three o'clock to the nail man. Put back on. Yes. Okay. Um. So 
Yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I think, what, what, what do we do from here? We have to, I don't want my kids going to concerts. Gun control is a real thing that we do need to address. The, the difficult thing is that so many people are in the pockets of big corporations and lobbyists yeah. and, and different kind of things where this is where the money is. And being part of the NRA is not technically an expensive thing, but that's a very, very wealthy organization that definitely pulls a lot of strings. And now we're under a certain administration that is happy to turn a blind eye to certain things. But if we sell these guns to people, we should – I mean, I know they do some background checks, but it's not extensive enough. We no. need to know about their mental health. There's you know, that, the background checks, and we do have to put our foot down and say, like, we will not sell these right, to civilians. Right. There's no point. And, and anyone, especially if they've been, let's say they have you know, been in the Army in the past, I always feel like, you know, there's so much with post-traumatic stress. Yeah. And it's just, we really have to, I mean, we couldn't have stopped this. The only way we could have no, stopped it's so it random. is if that type of weapon wasn't available. Correct. That, you're right. That's the only way. And even if he had, like, a single you know, shot at a time rifle. He, he, he still would wouldn't he, be looking at f- f- over fifty people dead and over five hundred right people now. injured. Yeah, right. f- over five hundred people are hurt. Uh, yeah, no, they said it, it was fifty-eight yeah. when I left the house, and then over five hundred injured. And I'm just, I'm honestly, I feel like I got punched in the gut. I just feel, or I mean, like just family and what these people must be going through, and it's just horrible. Yeah. Um. That said, we're going to move on to something that's less horrible <laughs> yeah. and get into some entertainment, hopefully. And, um, yeah, that's what we're going to have to hocus pocus change our focus. <laughs> and it's hard, you know, because I think everybody has to do the same thing. This morning when I woke up, it was like my friend said they marked themselves safe. And I was like, safe in what? And then I just clicked on one link and it was like over 40 dead at that point. And I was like, what? And everybody's day, you know, just begins with this terrible. Yeah, I mean, the flags are flying half mass as they should be. And then... I, what I can't stand is like someone's like, don't watch too much news. Don't watch it. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is a historical it, – it's horrible. Right. But this is something that we have to understand. And, and right. uh, like moving forward, I'm going to change the way that I think about letting my kids go to certain you know, mm-hmm. mass events. Mm-hmm. I really am. And, yeah. and I think it's something that we all have to – Just I was thought about Coachella. And I was like, I was just there. And I was thinking – could you get something in there? Could you know? I mean, luckily it's all desert, flat right. ground. But I mean, technically, you could probably sneak something in, a grenade, like something. It's yeah, just like, wow! I'm not yeah. now. I'm scaring myself. Right. Well, the thing is, like, we can't avoid the conversation. We can't. No. You know, uh, yeah, you could probably overwhelm yourself with news and stuff, but but we do need to have the talk. But we also do need to find the the level of sanity, like like you're saying, hocus pocus, change your focus. Like, you know, if you're trying to, to live your day-to-day life and not spin down in a spiral of madness, you kind of have to... Oh, yeah. I mean, of course. But, I mean, this just happened this morning. Of course. So I think that we all have to have a morning, a morning moment right. and get our heads around it. So I can't... If someone calls and says, cheer up, you can't. I'm like, yeah. it's... Um... Well, people deal with fear in interesting ways. And no. one of those ways is avoidance. You know what I mean? And And kind of just trying not to think too much about it because right. the more you think about it, the more real it becomes. Well, um, it is real. Yeah. So good good on you. But that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like people, you know, if you can try to keep yourself in the dark. I'm not or, obsessing over it. I just no, want no. to be in the know. And Well, it's going to be the thing in everybody's life for the next like several weeks. Yeah. I mean, I still have a dinner reservation at 730. That's not changing. <laughs> right. Um, but it's just, you know, I like, I think knowledge is power. I want to mm-hmm. know. I want to know more about this guy. I want to know so much so i yeah. will be i will be tuning in and i am able to hocus pocus change my focus 
But yeah. right now I'm in a state of mourning. And, and you should be. But when Samantha gets here, I will, like I said, hocus it. good time. Hocus yeah. it out. <laughs> um, how was your weekend? Um, it was uh, It was okay. I was... Uh, it was relaxing, actually. Got some stuff done around the new apartment. It's almost like complete. How's the cold Just sore? Like a <laughs> Once again, not a cold sore. Doing much better. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like... There-ish. Yeah. Well, like no, it's mark. just like a like pink. Pink, yeah. Because it's healed, but it's yeah. like... Well, it's healing still. Color's got to come back. Yeah. yeah. So I'm taking care of it. Nice. Did you get some crest white strips? No, I have not yet. Damn it. I got to wait know. for this money. We have to do the I tissue test. Get this money. You have to hold a tissue and you see how yellow your teeth are because it's – don't you like watch perfectly TV? White? No, I don't have cable. You can, they still have Crest uh, – the tissue test Crest commercials on regular network television. But I don't have any kind of television. You I don't have, have a TV like Netflix, at all. Hulu, and Amazon. I have a TV, but I don't have – I don't get commercials pretty much ever. Oh, so it's like you're living the dream. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. I guess I'm stupid for paying for direct TV. Um, maybe. I mean, I tried to call and get my bill lowered, and then it, they told me my bill is only $30 a month. And I said, are oh, you sure? Bad. But it's combined with my my cell service. So I that's thought really it was just super high. Okay. But that's my cell phone. Oh, okay. So Wow, that's like, a decent deal, though, if yeah. you have $30 a month cable. We have a lot. We have HBO. We have a lot of channels. And you have Netflix and all that and stuff. And we have commercials. Yeah. yeah. We do have Netflix, but I might be sharing it with someone. Okay. Well, a lot of people do is that. Is it illegal? No, you're allowed to. I think oh. share Sharing up to eight devices. Okay. Or something like we'll that. We'll go with that. Yeah. In your house. Okay, cool. So that's fine. Yeah. I know um, it's Jake's account and the fact that Jake shares it with you, that's fine. He's your son. Right. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, except that Jake's account is a little – that family guy that's not censored is <laughs> oh. aggressive. Is Oof. it different on Netflix than on TV? So different. Oh, really? Oh, my God. They just allude to things on TV and like they don't say it outright. Yeah. Okay. And so I know because I can hear which one we're – I'm like, turn it to the regular TV one. Right. Because it's bad. Okay. Have I haven't you, seen you, Family Guy in a long time. Oh, my God. I don't God. know if I've ever seen Uncensored Family Guy. <laughs> I was offended and that's hard to do. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It's hard. To, I'm, what, what about South Park? I like – I don't even – I don't remember it. Oh. Those two little like weird guys. That's like, imp- like offensive on purpose. Yeah, no, this is on purpose. This is, but I mean, like, it's that's offensive. like one of the smartest written shows ever. Oh, it's super, super like, bright. I mean, like, you could, the jokes are horrible, but they're on point. Right. And they're, they, you're just like, oh, God, <laughs> like, no. But it's spectacularly brilliant at yes. the same time. But Mike's son doesn't need to know about certain things just yet. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's helping him. Maybe in the long run he'll be more... Uh, more like the blow up sex dolls with sure. the holes for mouth is like it's like every ex- exit is an entrance i'm like what are you talking about <laughs> it was yeah it's offensive he's gonna hear it someday and he's gonna hear it from well, his he, friends he, he's cool, gonna so. tell them is what's gonna happen now yeah. so that's fun okay um what else what did we do this weekend you didn't even ask me i was going to ask you you asked me how my cold sore was which isn't a true thing i mean you can say that. No, it actually isn't. And it's pretty much gone. Yeah. So you're lucky. Um, what did we do this week? Oh, I saw The Kingsman, that second oh, one. Oh, I saw that, yeah. So good. Yeah. It's a All right, well, our guest is here. Okay. So we will resume this very sad conversation later. Okay. All right, bye. Get out. Brandy Glanville Unfiltered will be back in a minute. Daily Harvest, we talked about this last time, Will. My Asai. kid. Did you figure it out? No. Oh. My kid is obsessed with muscles and eating That's healthy, right. so. I am going to today use yes. my own name yeah. to 
get some discounts on stuff. <laughs> so you can, so your son can get fit for girls. Yes, because um, now that they want to eat healthy, I'm going to be breaking the bank unless I do this daily harvest thing. That's right. Well, daily harvest has got you hooked up because they have this very all these these cool bowls. That I can't say the name of. They're acai. Acai. Uh, acai. You say acai. I say acai. Tomato. Tomato. Acai bowls. Let's call the whole thing off. And that's which are very high. Um, it's a fruit. Yes. And it's high in antioxidants. Mm-hmm. And it's they're saying they could put it in the superfood category. Possibly. Yes, that's what I heard. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. So, and the great thing about daily harvest is it comes in. Ready to blend cups, so you don't have to use a microwave like we were just talking about. Right. And you just add the water, and there you go. Whenever Boom. you want it, yeah. Boom! Here you go, mace. No microwave. Really healthy. Get no swole. carcinogens. Yeah. Good go for get you. some gains. <laughs> Make some gains, bro. Do some push-ups. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So, well, either way, daily harvest clearly makes your day healthier and easier and faster. Right. So if you want some acai bowls acai or some bowls. acai bowls, <laughs> I'm spitting. I really am. Can you tell I'm swollen? A little bit. Yeah. I was wondering because I saw the girl's picture in here. I'm like, God, my face looks huge. <laughs> and then okay. I realized because I can't feel this. Still. Oh. Yeah. But I used three different passes on my skin. I believe. You saw that. I did. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. So, well, anyway, just go to daily-harvest.com and enter promo code BRANDY to get three items free off your first box. That's promo code BRANDY for free, free for three free Daily Harvest Cups at daily-harvest.com, daily-harvest.com. Promo code BRANDY. Hey, my name is James Petrogallo. I'm Jimmy Wisman. Please join us every single Tuesday for Crime in Sports. So fun. You like sports? You don't have to. Let's just set up a context and find out what an idiot did wrong. What I do like you say? It. I'm in. We're going to do that each and every week. We take an athlete, we break him down, we make fun of everything he's ever done. Yeah. But in order to do that, we have to build up and tell you all about their career and get you to what, James? To grace. grace. And then right. watch them fall from grace, Who as they inevitably like do. Join us. Big criminals, small yeah. criminals, sports you've never heard of. Yeah. doesn't matter. It's the crime. It's the comedy. It's such a good time. Join us it. every Tuesday for Crime in Sports. You can join us every Tuesday at PodcastOne.com, the Podcast One app, or subscribe on all Apple products. Find us every Tuesday and laugh at people. And now we return to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. How fucking exciting. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. I'm sitting here with the beautiful Samantha Harris. Welcome to my pod. I'm glad to be in your pod. This is a a fun pod to be in. It sounds a little weird that you're in my pod, but you are here in my pod. And when I saw you walk in, I was like, do I know her, know her, or... Is it just because you've been on TV forever? <laughs> Don't age me. I'm no, 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 forever. Just but like yeah. all the shows <laughs> I watch, yeah. like all like the like Dancing with the Stars and the Extra and the Entertainment Tonight and yes, all of yes, that. Yes, yes. You really, I mean, it's been a fun career. It's been amazing. And it's like, how long have you been doing this? Well, if we really want to get technical, since I was twelve. Because your parents were are, like, one was a dancer. Um, no, my mom was a my mom was a dancer. They were very just very theatrical. I grew up in Minnesota, but I I grew up. My dad produced all the rock concerts that came to town, so I grew up literally backstage at rock shows. And when I was twelve, I said. I want an agent. Let's find. I don't an want agent. to be backstage anymore. I right. want to be a front, be front center. Front center. Yeah. So, so you know, they did. So I started. I started 
you know, doing there's a lot of um, corporate headquarters in Minnesota. 3M, Target, Cargill, oh, General Mills. I didn't know that. So yeah, I don't know why, but I, I know. know. I, mean, I wouldn't think other that. Other than Minnesota's was... awesome. Yes, um, duh. But I think um, yeah. So I was able to do a lot of print work growing up, and some commercials and industrial films, whatever. Anyway, but my first hosting gig, professional hosting gig, I had um, was so excited. I'd been auditioning for something, and there was a nighttime entertainment pilot. So like, like a like a an entertainment tonight, but more in the field and with a night vibe. Okay. But I auditioned to be the host. But when they realized I was only sixteen, they needed someone who was at least twenty one who could go into the bars oh, and the clubs. Right. But they gave me a segment, and I got to interview the headliner for the Motown thirtieth anniversary tour. Interestingly, Mary J. Blige was on that tour, but she was like way down the list. She was like oh an God, opening that's amazing. act. But you, but so and wait, that's what you turned but, me on. You were an actress too, actress dancer, and you did you and, want to pursue journalism and hosting? I know you you went to school for journalism. I did, right? I did, I did. I went to Northwestern University. Their journalism school is un, you know uncomparable. And I, but I double majored in theater. I mean, I I grew up in a very theatrical family. Um, in addition to rock concerts, my parents created one of the country's first Renaissance festivals. Oh, I read, yeah. So that's your just, dad. That's just, I mean, rock concerts and creative. Renaissance. Very creative. <laughs> it was a very unusual and incredible childhood for especially for a kid from Minnesota. Right. Um, so literally, so you know, like I said. My, my school year playground was backstage at rock concerts. My summertime playground was frolicking among a you know, 16th century medieval um, a villa, a village <laughs> with, with you know, jousters and kings and queens and wenches. And I got to live this incredible fantasy life, but with real people in a real <laughs> environment. I, I mean, so I couldn't I, get away from right. here. No, but I, mean, I, like, I couldn't imagine growing up. I mean, my parents didn't dance or sing or anything like that, but my household was fairly interesting. Um, but... So did you wanted to be an actor and like I, I know you did some Broadway. Yes, yes. You know, I always I've always loved I mean I have a I have the performer bug. I you dance, love. you sing, you act. Yeah, you I do. Host. You know, I mean yeah, I mean could I go get cast on um Homeland or House of Cards and be a subtle dramatic actress? Yeah, probably not. But well, don't I, don't underestimate I, yourself. It's more that I'm I'm I love big Broadway showy right. Big performance, perform to the last person in the house, that kind of a right. thing. Um, and so, you know, when I when Broadway came calling and I got the opportunity to star as in Chicago, Roxy right? In Chicago. That is great. I see. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, you're always. I saw you in Dancing with the Stars and all of these scenes that I'm reading, and I'm going, oh my gosh, like she's. You've done some some amazing things. Not that hosting isn't amazing, and going to get your journalist degree is like obviously a huge, but right. like how exciting that you got to be. I mean, I love going to Broadway plays. Um, Just saw I, Hamilton. So I, amazing. Oh, we, have, we got Aww. tickets and we never made it. What? I was so upset. What? I will, they have it here now, but we got yeah. tickets in New York oh, and then we didn't get to go because... You're missing the manuel Miranda. I really Monroe. want to see it. I really do. But I feel like seeing things in L.A. is a little different. It is, but you know, thankfully we have so many great performances and tour, Broadway touring production companies that come through. You know, when I... Was uh, when I was in Chicago on Broadway. Part of the deal was that I also joined the tour for a week. So I just did a, a one-week stop. It was a great in Greenville, South Carolina. It's oh, a great fun. little town, and they were so welcoming. And I have to tell you, after being with the Broadway cast, I was I was like, oh, how is this going to compare? And we had a couple of the Broadway lead characters come on the road that I was able to work with as well. But what was so neat about the tra- the touring cast was they were so much younger. I mean. Let me put this side by side. The Chicago production at the time I was in it had been running for 12 years. And right. some of the ensemble had been in the show for right. 12 years. 
this was the touring cast. They were new. They were fresh. They were all probably Eager. about 20 or 18 or, you know, their legs stretched up behind their heads. Their high kicks were insane. So it, the energy was much different and uh, both incredible experiences. But I, but the point of it is that the touring companies truly really are okay. full of talent. And the Hamilton touring, you know, stop here in L.A., they, I was I was blown away. Really? I okay. Was. Maybe I'm being a snob then. I mean, I guess I am being a snob. Yeah, don't be well, snob. I'm not don't be a theater be. snob. Come well, on, because Randy. I lived in New York for six years. Yes. So I just, I when I think of theater, I think of New York. Yes. And it's just, it's, I don't know. I guess I need to get over that. No. I, you know, I have to say, I was in London this summer for a shoot for about 10 days. I was too. Were you in London? Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. It, it was is. just amazing. And I was able to steal away one night to the West End and see Les Mis. It's so, there's so, I had never, I had never been there, but there's so many theaters on these streets. I was like, I didn't know that theater was such a huge thing over here. Well, it's, I mean, it brought, it's and the, Broadway and the West End. I mean, those yeah. are the two biggest places in the world to be able to see. I did not know that. See, I didn't theater. go to journalism school. <laughs> I didn't go to college, but I'm learning still. I feel like every day we can learn something new, and it just right? took me like 40 years to figure it out. But Well, I think what's different, though, too, about being in the West End, seeing theater versus New York. New York, it's like, oh, if you want a ticket, it's so – yes, you can go up to the box office, but it's really hard to get a ticket. You go it stand is. in the TKTS line and hope that it's you can thing. get a ticket. Yeah. It's a thing, yeah, and then you get it months early because, you know, because you have to plan for yes, it. It's yes. not like you can be spontaneous and just go to the theater. Which is what in the West End I did. I yeah. walked up to the box office oh, at the, the theater that Les Mis was at. I said, what do you have on this particular night? And they had one that was like 12th row center. I paid for my single seat. I went and I cried from curtain to curtain call like a little baby. It was, but Mm. the talent in London. It's crazy. I didn't, I had, oh my God. I mean, and everyone, okay, did you find this? So everyone does everything. They act, they sing, they dance, they host, they, they're good at everything. <laughs> Those damn Brits. I'm like, what? Like, I'm in this stupid house and all of the kids, they oh, do Because yeah, you just did Celebrity Apprentice there. Yeah, a Big Brother. I mean, Big, I mean, big yeah, Brother. Yeah. You have it to was tell, you did, you've already done but, Celebrity Apprentice. But yes. yes. It, it, You've been on but, everything. But I didn't know how, they're like, you can sing, come on. I'm like, no, I, <laughs> I really can't. They're like, well, what do you do? I'm like, I just do this. I'm me. And they all, all of them. And they're like on just reality shows. They sing, they dance, they host, they act. We were constantly playing like charades, and they were amazing at everything. So is that what? You, so when you were in London this summer, that's what you were doing. Unfortunately, right? I didn't. I, I did have a week where um, I was there without having to be in that house, so I okay. did get to go to some restaurants and see some theater. Oh, good, but good. it wasn't. I was just in shock at how much talent. I mean, everyone right. in there was an amazing singer. Right. Everyone would break out into song, and I wanted to say, shut up. But it sounded great. <laughs> but it sounded good. I've got to turn the tables on you for a second to hear about Celebrity Big Brother because – so when I was in London, I don't – did you catch the show Love Island? No, but I hear – it's like the number one show over there that everyone talks about. And American half- audiences would be – I was shocked when I was watching this show. It's like it's like The Bachelor, but they have two houses. They have like a cast of maybe say fourteen, uh, or you know, it was probably an even number sixteen, eight in each house, let's say. And they, after a few days or weeks, I forget what the time frame is, they start to hook up and their relationships start. Then they swap the boys into the other house and the girls, and so they then now they have new relationships that start uh-huh. forming. But what they're doing, they're so if you were to turn on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, yes, and you were to see them. Okay, here's a challenge. It just came through on our cell phone. Okay, the challenge is you need to snog, which I love that word. Yeah. You need a French kiss <laughs> for, for you know, 10 seconds, any two of you. So they start totally making out. I'm like, okay, that's, that's a little because we kind of like – it's right. like you hear – Right, but we, you don't it's, see it's like it. the door closes and we, right. and we think it's happening. Then it got even more intense. Then, okay, then it was like you all have to jump into a bed together and cuddle. Okay, fine, no big deal. I'm like, all right, this is – then 
There was another makeout one. Then they would need to fi- any five of you need to jump into the pool naked. And they pull the camera back so it's far, so you don't necessarily see everything. Mm. But they're do- can you imagine on American TV? <laughs> no, like, I, that's, that's so like, did, I was, did you do that? I know, you were on the God, British no. version. No, 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 no. Did I you? did not. I did Brandy, not. Tell I swear us. to God, on my life. Brother? No, I promised my boyfriend that I wouldn't show a boob. My, I went in the pool and my my dress thing came down, so it did actually end up showing a boob, but Why, not on you, purpose. You totally planned that. No, I know I, how these things work. No, Come I on, really Brandy. didn't. No, but one of the girls <laughs> in the house had been on Love Island, and her name was Gemma, and she was telling me all about it. I'm like. Wait, this is not regular. I didn't know. I didn't know any of the shows over there until I got over there. Right, right. I'm like, is this on regular TV? And she's like, yeah, you know, I slept with this person. Like, they're sleeping oh, yeah. together. Oh like, yeah. And I was like, wait. And she's like, yeah, it's the number one show in in London. It's crazy. It's it's crazy. It's a it's a crazy town, but there is crazy talent, and everyone's good at everything. And I felt like I came home going. God, I suck. <laughs> no, I need no, to get no. some. Like they just assume, right? Right. Because you're on TV, you can and do TV all in the United States, you must be great at everything. Right. I'm like, I don't do shit. Well, and it's funny with Love Island. I was so sucked into it because so I was shooting. I was doing a show for Gordon Ramsay. A oh new yeah, called, yeah, yeah. Culinary Genius. Oh, really I have to ask you about fun. that. Okay, yeah, really fun cooking competition. It aired here in the U.S. Um, for three weeks, a summer limited run on all the Fox stations. It was in daytime, Monday through Friday. Really fun. But we shot at the ITV Studios. Which also right, yes. airs Love Island. So on every elevator, there was a full size, like yeah, whatever picture of the cast of Love Island. Of each each person had their own elevator door, and they were all scantily clad. So I'm like, what is this Love Island? I gotta check this out. Get home, you know, and back to right, my hotel. I, I was like, oh my god, it's oh my god, it's, it's, it's almost addicted. like porn. It's I mean, I, I was like, is. and there's three people in the house that had been, and like they all do it. And I said, so what? What do you do? Like for a job, they're like twenty. What for a job, like, right? That, like that, they like do reality job. shows for a job, and like it fell into my lap late and later. Right, in life I say, I say you've done quite a few yourself. So I have. Te- no, so I'm not, temper I'm not, that. Listen, I'm not. But upset you started with as it. a prof- professional model. You were in Europe modeling. You yeah, were in magazines. No, I, I just I didn't know. I didn't know how. I mean, listen, I'll do any reality show that comes my way, as we all know, because <laughs> I have because I have two kids to take care of, yeah. and um, I will I will be flipping burgers if I have to. Mm. Because as we were talking, private school is expensive. Um, but I didn't realize that you could have a career in it. You couldn't before, but now. And see what's. And I, worry, I know we're totally. Everybody's listening, going, "What are they? These two moms <laughs> are like sitting here." Because I was going to go totally off topic, which I will for a half a second. And I promise everybody listening, I, I will help bring it back. <laughs> two women talking. Of course, we go on tangents. Yes. Um, my husband's always like, "Can you just stay focused?" That's the hardest thing. So hard. Um, but. What I worry about so much, and my kids are little, they're six and a half, my oldest just turned 10, Mm -hmm. and when my oldest was about three and a half, my husband recorded her, I actually recorded the two of them reading this book called Duck Rabbit, it's the cutest little book, and she had had it memorized, her parts memorized, because of course the three, oh yes, my three-year-old is reading, no, she wasn't reading, she was memorizing, (laughs) but still. Very special. Very special. It was was so cute. And he put it up on, on like a little YouTube thing, whatever. Well, my six-and-a-half-year-old is obsessed that her big sister's on YouTube, and why isn't she on YouTube? And I want to be on YouTube, too. Like, what does that mean to you? Like, right. what, what do you know what YouTube is? What does that mean? Like, I don't want our kids no. to think, I just need to be famous. Yeah, I just need to put a like, blog, a, a, a blog a popularity out. contest? Yes. That's what I will say. And we'll go back. But my 10-year-old, when I put something up, a video of him, uh-huh. he said he wanted to know how many views, how many clicks. Oh. And I'm like, why do you care? Do you right. like the video? Did you want to put it up? Because he wanted to because right. he was starting a band and then it, <laughs> it lasted a day. But 
I'm like, why? I, I, we've had this conversation a lot. Social media, it, it's really hard to navigate as a parent. Yes. Um, but we'll go back to, we'll come back to that. Yes. Um, so tell yes. me about Gordon Ramsay. I need to, you saw the Love Island. It's almost porn. These people are doing <laughs> crazy shit all the time on TV, but it, I, I can't stop watching it. No, it's, it is, it is crazy. So my show, Culinary Genius, was totally different than that. Yeah, I can no, imagine. Well, we had food porn, though. We did have yeah, food porn. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> a lot I, of food porn. Uh, it was, it, you know, it was really a neat opportunity for me being, uh, you really known for Dancing with the Stars and Entertainment Tonight, celebrity interviews. This was a departure for me. Uh, it was my first time hosting a show where it was, uh, first of all, in the culinary space. Do you, lo- do you know um, a lot about food? Do you love I food? I mean, in that, I, I, I love food. Well, um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes, I, I like to love eat. Food. I do enjoy eating. Um, you know, I, I cook. I do really enjoy cooking. I have so, as we all, as moms, if my life is pulling me in 20 different directions, that I'm lucky that I get to make my morning green smoothie. And, you know, that takes me 15 minutes because yeah. I have so many ingredients, <laughs> darn ingredients I... in it. Um, so I'm always looking through recipe books, though. I'm always looking through cookbooks. But what's interesting on this show is that the cooks, so once they get through round one and we eliminate um, two and have three finalists, they have only 25 minutes to prepare a restaurant-worthy gourmet entree and like i said like i can barely make my morning smoothie in 25 minutes how can they make an entire meal so to me that was the most interesting absolutely when i watched chopped and things and and i did a show for fox for a cooking show it i love to cook but it was the timer i'm like i can make an amazing meal for you but i didn't know i was going to get timed right and i can't i can't do half of that and i don't i don't use like the fancy machines that they all use right i like to just cut things and cutting is not as quick as those professionals and i was just like this just got to a different level for me. Like it's when you time someone, that's when it's so hard. And so you were hosting Gordon Ramsay was the so, judge. So Gordon was the exec producer, and he would appear in each episode giving sort of a tip. And then we had an in-studio chef, a great guy named Edward Lee, who has a bunch of restaurants around the country, and he was our in-studio chef and expert. So I was the host. He was the expert. Was, and I was very glad did, I had... did he yell at people, Gordon, when no, he came this in? No, sw- this is the <laughs> neatest thing. I mean, everybody, you know, I, I of course, when – what I've seen of Gordon right. and what you always hear from people is just the hell that he is. Right. He was the biggest lovey teddy bear. Like, well, you're nice. also a very pretty woman. I, I can imagine that might go different for somebody that isn't a pretty woman. And I wasn't cooking for him. Right. So that's, that's true. Because if I was, I'm sure it would be a completely different thing. I don't know. I think that, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I've heard some things. Not right, kidding. Right. Oh, that sounds horrible. That's but I have. It's, you know, it, it was really fun. So Culinary Genius, uh, yeah, so it aired this summer. It was a limited run. We'll see if it comes back. If it does, it would probably be sometime you know, late next year or next fall or something for the new season. Um, and in the meantime, I've been writing furiously. I turned in my manuscript for my first book, which is oh, incredibly exciting. Thank you. Thank you. So, it's, you know, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month now, October. Yes. And so um, this book will come out in time for it next year. I didn't realize, well, you're, you're a best-selling New York, you know, New York Times best-selling author. So, you know, like you turn your manuscript in so far in and month, it, you know, yeah. a year. More it will be back out. Right out in February. You're like, oh, when is it out? Right. Uh, well, it's going to be a minute. And if you miss that date, then like there's certain times that certain books should yes. be coming out. And they do it. Then that you wait again. And right. So I'm hoping like, we make it for next year. That's the plan. You will. That's the plan. So what, what is it about? Well, so as well, actually it's perfectly apropos with Breast Cancer Awareness <laughs> Month. I, I was diagnosed <laughs> with breast cancer in 2014. I was uh, just about 40 when I found the lump and I had a mammogram. It was totally clear. And 11 days later, I found a lump while I was changing. And I 
thought it was very strange. And I went immediately, I think the next day, to see my um, my OBGYN, who I had been with since I was like 24. I mean, she was the one I was with when I lost my virginity. She was the one who delivered both of my kids. Like, she knew me. Right, really well. <laughs> like, really yeah. well. But like, I you have her cell number and yeah, shit. Exactly. <laughs> she's on speed now. Um, and so I trusted her judgment. And she said, you know what? You're turning 40. It's, I think it's glandular. I'm not concerned about it. She sent me on my way. She's always been non alarmist. Um, I don't see her anymore, just for no, the record. I was going to. Uh, I mean. And that was a hard breakup. No, I mean, it's, I mean, obviously she knew you very, very well. <laughs> very but I mean, you can't. You you just you can't take that chance. No, if no. there's a lump, you you go. You see, is an oncolo- oncologist? Well, or yeah. You get so your well, mammogram? and so you see, because I really didn't think it was cancer, and because this OBGYN who Oops. look, you know, and she part of her job is to con- you know give you a quick clinical exam every time you go in for your Pap smear. So I kind of just assumed I'm good. And then a month later, the lump was still there. So I saw my internist, a man. Not to say that, I mean, there, which I've come to find many fabulous male yes. oncologists, actually. My surgeon and one of my medical oncologists are both male, so that wasn't the issue. But an internist is not who you go to, no. which in retrospect I now know when you have a lump in but, your but breast. You, I mean, like, you weren't, you weren't put in the right direction. She just said, you're fine. You had, you had right. to, you know, deal with what you thought. Like, well, well, who do I go to? Right. She should have said to me, I don't think it's anything. But you, but should you get know what? Let's just go see an oncologist just to be sure. Um, so finally, four months after I found the lump, I when this is a sort of a long-winded answer. I realized to why I wrote the book. Uh, quick answer: I wrote the no. book because it was all born I out the of this I, I'm not aware of the story, okay. so I'm, I'm actually very interested because my best friend had her, you know, had a full mastectomy. Uh, yeah, and then she had her boobs done, and yeah. now she's found two more lumps, and they're not sure what. Yeah, wait. Okay, hold they on. didn't remove enough. Oh, I've heard about this happening. I guess the margin. I don't understand oh, it geez. all, but she's she's. Um, I've known her I'm for so 15 sorry. years. Oh, jeez. And just to go through all that and then to now find more. and How did they even find it? Through an MRI or she something? Found, she found it. She co- wow. Even and with the implants? Like, yeah, yeah. And wow. they're, they're big. I, I was just like – Because that's one of the concerns of implants is you can't – you know, the mammogram can't see – you have to take many more imaging pictures yeah. to be able to see all around it. And you still can't quite see all yeah. around it. So that she's really lucky she found them. She's – I mean, she's my trainer and she's one of my best friends. And she's so aware of her body – because she does Pilates and she's she she's that. English and she's she's so in tune with mm-hmm. everything. Um, so she, I mean, she when she yeah she knows and so we're waiting to find out. But you know, it's it's grim. I mean, I, 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 right? I, like to go through another surgery and go through all that when you've you know went through chemo and all these things. Oh, it's like. Dude, really? Oh, well, and I think what you just hit on is so important, and that is knowing your body. And that's one thing when I speak around, I, I speak a lot around the country. I'm actually really think, you know, very busy this month, and I'm grateful to be able to share my story on, you know, with many audiences because if you don't know your body, if you don't exercise regularly, if you don't take care of yourself eating healthfully, you might miss. A warning sign. Absolutely. And if you don't go to the doctors and get checked, and then even if you do, look right, at you. Right. And and it was and actually when I finally to come back around to the story, when I finally went to the the third doctor's opinion, which was finally the oncologist it was a surgical oncologist, and she actually said to me, "You're not crazy. There is a lump there. I don't think it's cancer." They performed two ultrasounds, a needle biopsy, and an MRI. Not one of the tests said it was cancer. Are you kidding? No, they did say, you're not crazy. There is something there. Yeah, it looks yeah, like yeah, some yeah, sort yeah. of proliferation of cells, which we only knew from the needle biopsy. And so because the needle biopsy came back with it's a proliferation of cells, which to me, that, I mean, that isn't that what cancer right? is, but she exactly. said it's not cancer. She literally walked in the room and said, okay, I've got the needle biopsy results. I've got good news and I've got bad news. The good news is it's not cancer. The bad news is I don't know what it is, so let's take it out. Yeah. 
And thank God we did, because when we took it out, it was not only cancer, it was uh, in ductal carcinoma in situ, which basically means cancer that is contained within the milk duct, and it's not smart enough to get out yet, which is the best kind you want to get, because then you take that out, and you don't need a mastectomy, you don't need chemo, you don't need, like, you're done. Right. But a tiny portion of it, she took a sample of what she thought in the operating room was healthy tissue, and her gut said, I just need a sample of this, I don't know why, and that tissue was the invasive cancer. And because of that is why I had a double mastectomy. And that's why I had to wow. have you know, further treatment. Um, so all of this, you know, actually, I'm wearing a hat right now today. And I brought, wait, I brought you a gift. I oh, yay. You, I love so, gifts. So my hat, so I launched a website with my husband called Gotta Make Lemonade. And here's, it's all wrapped in a pink, pink little thing. I love it. Um, and this Thank is, um, so we, want, we, we launched a website, which is called Gotta Make Lemonade, um, that is to inspire positivity in the face right. of adversity and take something that knocks you down. Not, and because of our kids, we didn't want to just keep it around cancer. We decided there Anything. are lots of things. Right. Lots. I mean, it's you know, a, a career disappointment, a breakup. Um, we have stories, some horrible stories about molestation and how people have come to the light out of that yeah. um, and other injuries and illnesses and so on. And, and what you, it's not just getting knocked down and not about just how you get... Not back up, right. back up, but what you do with it, right? I would say make lemonade, but make like vodka lemonade. There you go. Hey, whatever works for <laughs> if you. If it works as long as you're, as long as you're it, making it. It's not just like sour lemons anymore. Exactly. So, oh. so yeah. So, um, so the hat I'm wearing has got to make lemonade, and I brought you a little T-shirt for that. And all of the um, – we always have a percentage of proceeds that go to – we have um, Susan G. Komen and Feeding America, which I'm on the entertainment council for. And um, – there's another one called the Alex's Lemonade Stand that helps fight um, pediatric cancers. Oh, I, I can't with that. No, like, I, that Dutch break. We're gonna have to talk about it. it breaks yeah, that's my heart. another whole. So, so, but out of out of my cancer diagnosis, we launched this website, and the website itself was at the time my lemonade because I wanted to be able to reach out and help others. And right, share them. your story and, yeah. and, and get people to get out there and get back on their feet. I think that's the hardest that you can do it. Number right. one, and then you need. You need somebody there to help you right. do it. And a lot of people in these cases don't want to ask for help. And right. they're, they're, they're defeated and they just think life is over. Right. And I think it's a really great that you're doing this because we, as women especially, we, we can feel sometimes like we're alone in this world and, you know, we have to take care of everyone. But now, you know, now what's wrong with me and all of these things. So it's really great that you're doing this. No, it's, it's been a really amazing place for me, just to be able to continually get inspiration, um, but for others who visit the site. But then flash forward about a year after my recovery, and you know, only one in eight women will be diagnosed with invasive breast cancer over the course of her lifetime. And I mean, even just as Julie Louis-Dreyfus just came out with her post saying, today I'm the one. Uh, because of that, you think, well, it must be genetic. But only about 10% of cancers are genetic. So... Then the question to me was, I went, of course, beyond BRCA and the other traditional right. breast cancer tests. Well, you want to know everything. I went and did a humongous panel of genetic testing. My dad died of colon cancer. My grandmother on his mom was a 30-plus year survivor of breast cancer. So I thought, clearly, there must be a genetic link. Right. And thankfully, actually, there wasn't. But then it was like, what the right, hell? Our daughters. What, what, what goes? Was like, what are we breathing in? What are we putting in our bodies? Yes. Yes. It's, it's, yes. We don't know. I mean, listen, just because my family history. I had a, a lumpectomy, actually. But it, you did. It, yeah. Um, pink lotus. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but it wasn't like in your case. She's like, they did the needle biopsy. And the, she's like, it's making you sick, but it's not cancer. So we're going to take it out just to take it out. 
So I have a nice little Why was it making you sick? I don't know. I just didn't have a reason why I didn't feel well. I had Hmm. the chills all the time. My eyes wouldn't open all the way. We kind of don't anyway. So it was even worse. (laughs) Um, And I just felt ill. And I kept on getting shooting pains in this right breast. And so I went and, you know, she just said first, you know. This is Christy. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Christy Funk. Actually, she's amazing. And, and she she really saved me because I didn't know where to go, who to go. Like, I called Dr. Nassif and I was like, what do I do? Because I had no – I you know, I had a mammogram. They said, you're fine. Or, uh, yeah, mom, a, a sonic, nice, what do you call it? When they, uh, smush, when they smush you, that's a mammogram. Yeah, I remember. I had, I'm actually two for one. Don't – Christy's like, you got it because I brought my friend in to see her the other day. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you need to be in here. I'm like, I, I know I have to get my insurance fixed. And then I'm coming right in. But I think it's an important message that you just, I mean, if there's a lump, there's something going on. Right. No matter what. Right. So now I always like, I hate that little dent over there. But she's yeah. some fat grafting, which, you know, it sucks. But listen, at the end of the day, I felt better. And I'm due to go back. But it is something that affects so many people. And it's what we're putting in our bodies, what we're breathing in, what we're putting in the microwave, in the plastic. Like the, I always have an issue you with just my don't kids use the, the plastic. Like, like you put Stop plastic in the, the microwave. microwave, you can't. Like, and I'm like, don't stand by the microwave. I go, right. are you standing? Watch and like, we don't know what all these things are doing yet, right. but we're definitely. Right. And hurting if you ourselves. stop using the microwave, then they won't have that option to put plastic in it. It's true. I, it was something that one of my friends, she actually removed the microwave from her house, and I thought, how the heck? I mean, I do, I do everything now. I. I barely. I think the only time I use it now is if I really need like, like defrost or something. Yeah, usually or occasional heat up something. But I mean, I would say once a month, twice a month, I probably use it. Yeah. Otherwise, I put everything back on the stove. It takes a little longer. It does, and that's what I didn't want. I didn't right. want to take that time. I know. I mean, I, we're all we all want it right now, yeah. and you know that's the problem. And I mean, I'm definitely guilty of being impatient myself. You mm-hmm. know, and you're cooking for kids all week. You know, and you're you maybe want to do leftovers one night. And, you know, it, it is an easy thing to do. I don't – listen, I'm against it, but yet I'm still using it. Right, So right. that – and that said, I do think that we really just have to figure out what's making us all sick. Right. Like, well, and, and it's not necessarily hereditary and – it's most likely not hereditary. Yeah, exactly. So and and for the viewers who are like falling off their chair because like when the hell are you going to say what your book's about? Right. Exactly. Like, <laughs> all right. right. So here's start. what it's about. Okay. Here's what it's yes. about. It is about getting rid of the toxins in your life and living the longest, healthiest, best life you can possibly live, finding your healthiest self. And that is what my my lemonade really has grown to be. My my lemonade is assessing what I put in on and around my body and how can I make it better? I have changed. I thought I was eating so healthfully. I thought that I was exercising the right way. I was exercising so I looked hot in a dress right, or on exactly. a red carpet. Like, bullshit. Screw that. That's not what it's about. I, I want to I exercise so I'm strong and I'm healthy so I'm here to see my grandkids. Right. You know? And um, the way I ate, fat was the F word for me. And I... I would go away from fat. I would have everything that was low-fat, non-fat, fat-free, fat, fat low-cal, all the packaged crap. Think, and I mean, look, and, and eating egg whites and eating chicken right, breasts. Right, but, but your whole thing was to stay away from fat. Yes, and fat and, and thinking. And also, I wanted, you know, I was on the cover of Muscle and Fitness Hers four times 
that's one of 11 magazine fitness covers I've been on. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to be as cut because I, I wanted to be like you. I wanted to be a supermodel when I was a kid. But and I, I stopped growing I was, at five I four. was decent, but I was not a supermodel <laughs> ever. But no, I mean, you were walking Paris runways. Come on. Yeah, I was, so, but yeah. I was not ever. I mean, you know, I, I did okay. So listen, I had a great life. But um, no, but I feel you. I'm like, even like now, like I didn't do my Pilates for a couple of weeks. I feel like, ugh. And I know I need to go and do it. Right. But it's so hard to – and I, I, I really – you you feel better when you do it. I, I do. Yeah. I, even in my mind feels less cloudy. Well, that's – I mean that – I always say give me an hour to get my workout in. I will give you all of me the rest of the day. Right. It, it is my sanity. It is everything. But as for food, so I start – so I shifted. I, I okay. There's this amazing um, local uh, L.A.-based nutritionist named Rachel Beller whose book I had been handed – actually, well, Rachel had sent it to me when we were both guests on a show – it sat on a shelf collecting, sorry, Rachel, dust for about a year <laughs> until I was at the genetic counselor's office and the doctor, the integrative specialist said, I, when I asked her, well, what can I do for nutrition for, you know, I had cancer. Now I want to, I want to have a healthier life. What can I do in terms of nutrition? She handed me two books, one of which was Rachel Beller's and it's called Eat to Lose, Lose to Win. I wasn't looking to lose weight. I was, it was in good shape. I was thin and fit. But I wanted to be healthier because right. I know that there was another level of health that I could achieve. Um, the most mind-boggling thing to me, we are raised in a society, and I'm from, again, Minnesota, land of cows. Right. I grew up eating every part Meat of the and cow. Potato. I literally ate sticks of butter and would drink whole, like not even whole milk, half and half. I'd pour a glass and say, Mom, look, I'm drinking my milk. So this was the world I grew up in. Same. And, and as most of, I mean, the American diet, the right. standard American diet as AD, right. it is sad for a reason. It is what is leading to our chronic diseases. And, and we are, and we are dying from it. Com- country. Not that that matters, but no, no, it doesn't it does. No, yeah. it does. And, it, and I'll tell you, you're not, you're not, we're not fat shaming, right? No. Obesity is dangerous. It leads to heart disease. It leads to diabetes. diabetes it leads, it leads to, to, to cancer. And it leads to, to death. death. Exactly. You know? So that is a big issue. And so, um, and we never use the word fat in our – I mean, not in terms of food, but in terms of body size in our home. No. We're very careful with girls, raising girls, not oh, being the same with, be, with, um, with my boys. It's the same. We, really? Like, it's so crazy because we have these little sponges that they are soaking up way more information that you and I – we never had. Right. You know? And so they are so aware. Like, may, uh, it's just – it's crazy. We don't use the H word – hate and we don't use mm-hmm. um fat we can't say fat or skinny um and so um i forgot i didn't my train of thought because everyone's talking will's trying to talk to me at the same time um but no that's important so go on so right. no 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 I it's really it's good to, it's actually interesting as a mom of girls to know that mom of boy moms of boys yeah. also do have the same lessons to teach to them about about you know body image and stuff but um you know because we are, we've grown up in a society where meat is what you eat. You know, what's for dinner? It's yeah. a big slab protein. of meat. Protein, protein, protein. And our body really only needs 10% of pro- protein to be able to function the way it needs to. Did I need to look like I had a, you know, an eight-pack? No. I, I did. Right. I, I, I don't as much anymore. It's maybe like a four-pack now. I have a zero-pack right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the point is that 
I was eating in a way that I thought I had to eat. When I read Rachel Beller's book, the most mind-blowing part of it to me was the idea of flipping your plate. Instead of meat being front and center, the biggest portion with a little bit of grains, a little bit of veggies, a little bit of fat, instead, the idea is that at least half your plate should have vegetables on it at every single meal. So for me in the morning, that means a smoothie, and it's blended with kale and spinach. I mean, there's, I will give you the, it has so much in there. I also have fruit in there, and I have chia seeds and flax seeds. There's a lot of ginger, lots of great anti-inflammatories and healthy fats and omega-3s. And then when it comes to lunch, you know, where I used to have a turkey sandwich on whole wheat. But, but, <laughs> that sounds like me. Okay. But, then you, but then you start to read ingredients labels, and you go, mm. oh, my whole wheat bread, the second ingredient is sugar. Oh, I didn't know. I never. I only paid attention to fat on that ingredient right. list. So the nutrition. There's like an obsession yes. with the word. Yes. I used to be like that when I. Yeah, I understand, but it's it, and like anything you're putting in your body that's a carb, it turns to sugar in your body. Like yes. people don't. You have to really figure out how the body works and understand what food does once it enters your body. Yes in order to have a proper takeaway on what you should be putting in your body. Well, I'll tell you the craziest thing, and again, I was never trying to lose weight in this, but when I switched to having my morning smoothie, a huge chopped salad at lunch with just something like balsamic and a little olive oil or or hummus or something for healthy fat, Um, and then dinners also with a lot of greens and more veggies. But again, going back to that smoothie, flaxseed and chia seed or even flax oil, which I used to put in, you know, the, the amount of fat that is in there but it's there's no saturated fat right you would have thought after a year of this that i would have gained at least a few pounds i actually lost a few i actually got almost too skinny being on this healthier diet because it's what my body actually wanted to do right i started to have to make some more um conscious choices of adding adding more healthy fats adding more avocado to my lunch and you know things like that um and now i feel like i'm at a really great place and a strong weight that's that's good for me and healthy but here I was eating, I mean, my size of my salad, I'd go sit at the hair and makeup and entertainment tonight, and I was in the chair for an hour, and I would have literally a vat of chopped salad that was, uh, I mean, you know, probably a, so for visual, like a little bit bigger, bigger than a shoebox. That's a lot of Full. salad. It's a lot of salad. <laughs> and it would take me almost the hour to eat it. So you'd think I would have gained weight. I was eating more than I had, and I was losing weight. So, you know, and I'm healthier, and I'm, I, and... As a mom, this is the best part. So, you know, you get like that 3 p.m. slump. Yeah, every day. Right? Ugh. And then putting the kids to bed. At the time, they used to go to bed around 8. They're a little later now. But I'd crawl in bed with them, and I, my eyes would start to close, and I'd fall asleep for a couple seconds. And I'm like, okay, I got to get up. And I'd keep myself awake till about 10. I don't have those lulls. I don't. I just energize bunny through the day until about 10, and then I start to, you know, get eyes heavy and go to sleep. Wow. I mean, that's amazing. The food. Yeah. I mean, it's no, I, I'm the worst. I, I'm... I, I want to eat like you're eating, but it's so hard when you're in your car all day, like going back and forth to schools and right. you have to get something and they're starving right after school and like fast food is right there. It's like, oh, oh my God, don't say fast food. Don't tell me like drive through like McDonald's or Burke. Do, do not. You do not. She's hiding behind the microphone. You do not. My kids, the funny thing, and I grew up on, okay, I did grow up on McDonald's and Burger King. Mm. I was a happy meal girl. Oh my goodness. Love those French fries. Oh, but best French fries ever. <sighs> best French fries <laughs> Okay, you know, the part, sometimes I, I do fantasize about it. My no. kids have never been to McDonald's. Oh, my God. Ever. Really? They've been to other fast food, like Sharky's, which is like a, quote, yeah, healthy it's Mexican. Really it's food. not really fast food. Right, yeah. exactly. They have organic. Yeah. Right. It's L.A. fast food. Um, but, yeah. So I Any just, fast food? So Sharky's is kind of like it? I mean, Sharky's is like the fast food. 
Wow, yeah, maybe I'm a an horrible, airport. horrible mother. But they, look, they have plenty of pizza. Although I try to find what we have a place like that Amy's serves pizza. Whole wheat. Well, like there's a, a one down the street that delivers, but they actually have a whole wheat crust option. And I actually started eating their vegan version with their vegan cheese, which I really can't tell the difference because there's really? so many veggies loaded on it. Okay, if it was just the cheese. You could okay. definitely taste the difference. I'm not gonna lie, but you know what it is. You have it's, it's baby steps, and that's what the book. And you know, I'm gonna have so much time to talk about this when it comes out, and I hope that we can oh, do sit down again. Yeah, but it's that. it's all about baby steps. I mean, this took where I'm at now, and I'm still on a journey trying to find the healthiest version of myself, my healthiest healthy. Um, it's been baby steps, and it's been a two year journey so far, and I'm still going forward. So it's a matter of you know going through your pantry and just reading ingredients and going, oh, wow, my ketchup has high fructose corn syrup. Let's put it in the garbage. What if it's jalapeno ketchup and it's really good? Maybe there's a version. But <laughs> no, they do make, know, they make an organic And trying to make organic, of... yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You're making those, it's just it's small expensive. changes. I know. And that's, 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 that's like, a, I know. Oh, I like, I go to Ralph's for half my stuff and then I go to Whole Foods for half my right. stuff. And it's like, you, go, you don't go to Trader Joe's? They've got so much I don't, organic I can't deal with the, the parking lot. It, it's I know. Just, I live in the valley. valley. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's awful. I'm like, I'll just drive, I mean to go there. I'm like, no, screw it. I'm not going in. But I will say I do most of my shopping there now. Really? Just because it's so many organic and really well priced because yeah, I go to not, the farmers it's not market super crazy. and it's cheaper than the farmers market because yeah. they buy in such bulk. I'm like, okay. oh, this is amazing. Maybe I'll deal with the parking lot. I get in, I get in crazy lot. parking lot fights. Oh, no. But there's there's the attendant in the parking yeah, lot. Well, I don't attend. like him either. That's all right. <laughs> but I will try. Oh I mean, God. yes, you can do that. Yes. That's why I go to. But it's and now the kids are eating so much more. I can't keep up. Right. I will say the kids are the hardest part, and I'm I'm really struggling. So I've read. I feel like I've been on a on my own mini course of healthy, about especially healthy eating, and it talks very much. Every single book has the same idea. It's not about being quote vegan or vegetarian, putting right. a label on it, but it is about a whole foods, plant based diet being the healthiest diet to avoid chronic diseases, cancer, <sighs> diabetes, um, heart disease, and no, it's horrible. I mean, the places me. in the world that that really the places in the world who eat. The majority of their foods as plant and plant based. That doesn't mean you can go eat a box of potato chips because they're no, right. out of potatoes. That's processed, right? It's it's it needs to look somewhat like it did when it right. came out of the ground. But when you do, they have the lowest instances of cancer, heart disease, and diabetes. And I, I mean, no, it's true. No, I I, I, I know it's what. You, yeah, I mean, I'm aware of it. I think that's the first step, and hopefully, your book will help a lot of people with that. Yeah, yeah. I think awareness is first, and then hopefully. I can right. implement right. some changes. Right. No. But now my 14-year-old, even though he is um, eating constantly, he wants to eat healthy because he wants muscles oh, for right. the girls. Right. So. Of course. There you go. There's some, Hey, whatever motivates. But exactly. So I'm going to have to – like I have all this junk in the pantry. And like I'm like, why are the Cheetos still here? And he's not eating them anymore. I know that wow. you're horrified right now, but <laughs> – Kind of have the cap pretty much. I have healthier alternatives to you can oh, I stack know. in there. Okay. Well, I'm, this has been so fun. He's saying we have to wrap it up. Well, we do have a candy shelf just so you know. Oh, good. Kids so are not like that dark denied. chocolate. Yeah, so yeah, lots yeah. of, um, yes. what do you call it, antioxidants, yes, right? I, yes, I do a lot of And red seven. wine or no wine? Well, I don't know if Manischewitz counts as red wine. Yeah. <laughs> that's my drink of Jewish, choice. The Jewish wine. That's all about all it's I know all, about it. It's as sugary as can be. My guess it has no antioxidants left in it. But well, eh. I mean, if that's yeah, all you're going to have, you just have to go for it oh, every right. once in a while. So it'll be fine. And, we, and you know, what we'll get to next time, too, is the toxic friendships that it talks about in the book. And just tox- toxicity in your whole life and making yourself have a healthier, happier life overall. So it'll be lots of fun. Well, I'm excited for you. Tell us um, where we can find you on social media. Are you on social media? I, uh, I hate that I, I am. Know. You have to do it for work. I know. Just- and it's Had I done it when I was on Dancing with the Stars when it had just started, 
then I probably would have like more followers. But instead, I was like, oh, this is who cares what I think I when know. I'm in traffic on the 405. I'm like, so anyway, but yes, I am on it. So Twitter, do follow me. Follow her. <laughs> Twi- I'll follow you. Twitter at Samantha Harris and then Instagram and Facebook at Samantha Harris TV. All right. Thank yeah. you so much for being here. Thanks. So good. Brandy Glanville Unfiltered will return in a minute. Okay, I'm so excited for Dynasty. It's coming on the CW. Can you handle it? Ah, uh, October 11th. You feel like a little girl again? I do. And you know what yeah. I did the other night? You watched the old one? I watched Love Boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, you just took a left turn. I was like, I yeah, know. you watched the old one? You're like, I watched the Love Boat. No, because we talked about <laughs> Dynasty, so I went home looking for old TV things and I couldn't find it. Dynasty wasn't but on there. I watched the Love Boat. I got in the mood because everyone kisses and fights and, mm-hmm. you know, on a cruise. Same, like, dif- same yeah. difference. But Young Tito is, Hanks, Tom Yeah, Hanks. this is like, a, this is crazy, crazy, like, on land with powerful people and Blake and Crystal and their kids and the kids' fiancés and all of these people are going to be fighting and pulling yeah. each other's hair and making out. Coming back. But it's modern. Dynasty reboot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can barely – my face is like a little China doll right now. It's okay. It's okay. Skin looks good. I mean, the skin is coming together, but the eyeballs and the fat cheeks and the whatever – I, they would not cast me on Dynasty today. You don't think so? No. Not with the face, with the fat face. But maybe but, next week? Yes. I okay. think in like seven days I'll ask if I can have an audition. Okay. And hopefully. They'll give it to you. <laughs> I will be on with Sally <laughs> Carrington and Crystal and I can wear shoulder pads and I can fight with people. Good. That would be so fun. I would watch it. I would totally. Never seen a Real Housewives show in my life. Oh, don't. I've been working don't with you watch. for over a year, well over a year. Okay. Still have no desire to even go back, but if you were on Dynasty, I'd watch it. Wow. Yep. Wow. Okay. So CW, got to call me. <laughs> Dynasty for Brandy. Woo woo. I could totally see like big like bouffant hairdo mm-hmm. and like red lipstick and like a low cut dress and big shoulder pads and like a comb like on the side of my hair pulling part of my yeah. hair back but good. with like some like bling on it okay yeah and right. then like what else i mean like big long red fingernails yeah and like some weird dowdy old shoes like pointy <laughs> ones because they didn't have good shoes back then okay and some pantyhose. Now, a lot of these are like 80s kind of things. I think the show is modern. <laughs> <laughs> so you would be like the crazy aunt. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Welcome. Hello. It's Welcome. Aunt Clarice. Yeah, well, do you like my I shoes? Want, listen, I'm going to do <laughs> Dynasty My Way. Good. And I'm going to be the first one watching it. Not really the first one because it only comes on at the same time for everyone. You're not going to see it at all. I have I, I Hulu. Oh, no, CW. Hulu? It's on the CW app. It's on CW. On the yeah. app? Mm-hmm. It's on Come. our app, too. I don't see it. I don't need cable. I can use the apps. God, I'm really just wasting my money. All right. So, <laughs> CW, we're going to be watching Dynasty Wednesday, October 11th, and we cannot wait. And you better not disappoint because I'm obsessed with Dynasty. Well, that does it for Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Um, we, little, we kind of went all over the subjects today did, because – But it's okay. That's what we do. That's life. Yeah. Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. Samantha Harris, not Harrison. Correct. Gorgeous, fun, sweet, and – very healthy. Very knowledgeable. Very knowledgeable. And I was really watching myself as an interviewer mm-hmm. because I knew she was judging she's me. She's a pro. She's a pro. And I was like <laughs> – I'm not saying you're not a pro. No, I'm not. But she's got to be like – She went to journalism put together TV. Yeah. I mean, There's I a different, didn't even right, go to right. – I mean, I you're skipped unfiltered. half of high school. She's like a like – a, what's the – Very filtered. Not necessarily filtered like as a person but like, like a fancy like a Brita water pitcher. Like she's, when she's, you put the water in, it comes out. It's like very pure. Okay, Same so what saying? am I? <laughs> vodka, Unfiltered. Vodka lemonade? <laughs> yes. All right, I'll take it. Thanks for listening to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered.
Download new episodes at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com.